Hi, I'm Ian Whitaker, City Analyst and host of the JC Co. Digital Changemakers podcast. The podcast that showcases industry research and insights to inspire senior marketers to push the boundaries on their marketing strategies and become change agents in the organisation. When we started out this podcast, our mission was to bring you research and insights, not simply for the day-to-day operating insights, but insights that align strongly with the boardroom gender, so that marketeers can speak the language of the CFO and pioneer real and impactful change. Without question, diversity, equity and inclusion is on every brand's agenda, but is progress fast enough? And while there is collective agreement on the moral reason to invest in DE&I, are we as well informed on the economic reason? Introducing economic and financial persuasion will give any topic more power to stand up in the boardroom. And DE&I doesn't need to be the exception. I recently came across the Black Pound Report. Did you know that the annual disposable income of the multi-ethnic consumer is £4.5 billion? This makes it one of the most exciting and untapped audiences out there. And I want to hear more from the experts in this area. Who better to discuss this topic with me than today's guest, Lydia Omoa, author of the Black Pound Report and CEO of Backlight, the culture change agency. We'll be discussing how diversity is a new currency for brands to make lasting change happen. Lydia is recognised as one of Britain's leading authorities on diversity, equity and inclusion. And we are delighted to be covering this incredibly important topic with such an expert. Let's explore how this can relate to your brand today. Lydia, thanks very much for coming along. It's great to have you, sort of, uh, and thanks for taking the time. Backlight, the Black Pound Report, so you've done so much with it. It's absolutely amazing sort of product. A lot of people would have heard about it, but I'm sure out there there will be some people who don't know about it. So can you just give sort of some background sort of an explanation sort of of how it came about, sort of of what it covers, and then also as well, just talk about some of the features within it. Thank you. Uh, well, it's a pleasure to be here, Ian. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, the reason Backlight was set up, I mean, it, we actually did rebrand in, in lockdown mm-hmm. because this was a time when everybody's at home mm-hmm. This incident happened with a lockdown. And then on top of that, Mm -hmm. we had on our screens, George Floyd. And, you know, I just had to stop like everybody did. Look at what difference, what could, what was important to me, the people that I serve and the businesses that I represent. Mm -hmm. And I knew it's always been about let's make sure that there's more inclusion in businesses to give everybody a chance to rise up through the ranks. Mm -hmm. But the situation with George Floyd, in a way, as disastrous as it was, I'm thinking of my words very carefully, but it it, it gave me some form of permission to take my efforts to, and our efforts to the next level. Mm -hmm. So we've always been, um, as a business, involved in coaching, business coaching and strategy, mm-hmm. um, training and workshops to help people understand and learn about diversity. But um, years ago, back in 2017, I embarked upon the Black Pound Report mm-hmm. and it was a piece of research that I self-funded mm-hmm. and we explored and looked into the spending power of black, Asian and multi-ethnic people as individuals Mm -hmm. in the United Kingdom. 
The reason why I did that very report <clears throat> was something that happened over 20 odd years ago mm-hmm. when my my best friend, um, she's Irish, we've grown up, known each other since we were eight years old, just went for a normal shopping experience. I asked the um, shop assistant, okay, look, um, also, my friend's just bought some makeup. I would like to see, you know, what choices there are for me. Mm-hmm. And at that point, she'd said, I'm sorry, madam, we only stock colours for normal skin tones. And I just thought, what? Wow. Mm -hmm. And it really marked me. And I just thought, I cannot believe Mm -hmm. I've been told that my skin isn't a normal colour. And number two, that there aren't, there's nothing for me. And it's true. There was, Mm -hmm. there was hardly any choice. And I said to my friend, I don't know, but I have to do something about this. Mm-hmm. I don't know what is going to be, but I knew I'd made a, I put a stake. It was something that went through me intrinsically. And mm-hmm. I knew that from that day, it, I became obsessed with consumerism, really. Yeah. So can I turn around and say, I'm actually glad that happened to me. Not, It wasn't great that it happened to me, but it actually anchored my vision for the change that when, mm-hmm. that's now happening today. Mm-hmm. So you can turn things around. And I'm not saying I wish that for anybody that's listening. I'm not saying that that has to happen to you. But for me, I'm personally glad for someone like me because I don't put up with stuff. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll do something about something. So that situation planted a seed of me to make a change. So then came the Black Pound Report, which mm-hmm. is a study into consumers, their behaviours, their needs, their wants, their desires, and also, most importantly, to talk about the areas that are untapped mm-hmm. and overseen and underestimated. So really, that's where um, the Black Pound Report began from, you know, a bit of a horrible situation. Yeah. And then also working in businesses myself as a coach or, you know, being a freelancer and working for other businesses. I just saw some patterns along the way that I never really did see anybody that that looked like me in a boardroom. Yeah. You know, um, you know, your toenail got close to the boardroom, mm-hmm. essentially, if you're passing on information. But to be in there and actually inform decision making, it does it does happen, but very rare it was happening very rarely for me yeah. at that time for people that represented and looked like me. And so that was really yeah. a bit of the background mm-hmm. into the business. You know, it's called Backlight for a reason. We're here to shed a light on situations that need changing. Actually what you just said, I mean, there yeah. were so many things that could actually delve into that. For me, I mean, mm-hmm. from your anecdote, just yeah. in terms of the sort of the moral side of things. And in the moral side is important, but what mm-hmm. I'd like to focus on. Yeah. If it's okay, it's actually the economic side. Oh, yeah. Because from my side of things, I think that gets sort of of that message doesn't clearly come across. No. For from in terms of the understanding of the advertising market. And, you know, when I look at the stats, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, mm. I think it's sort of in terms of the market is 62 and a half billion pounds. Yes, that's altogether. right. I mean, that's a huge amount uh, of spend altogether. Yeah, that's. When, I mean, that figure to um, 62.5 billion pounds is in investment. So that's the black, mm-hmm. Asian, and multi-ethnics and mixed heritage yeah. um, individuals as a consumer in the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. how much there is in savings and investments. So 62.5 billion. Yeah. And then per month, that equates to, I think, something like 268 million pounds a month is put into pensions, actually, yeah. every month. So... I think it's a good point that you put across. We definitely always hear the moral objective. Of course, it is a moral objective. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, 
I know that when it comes to decision making, a business is about business. And obviously business is about the individuals that work within that business. But also when you're thinking about your audience, Mm -hmm. you need to know, okay, so for us to advertise to the audience, do they have to spend can they actually afford this product? Will they invest in this particular mm-hmm. service, you know, in this product, so on and so forth? So that's why I'm actually happy that we've got the opportunity to talk, to talk about mm-hmm. the um, economical side of it, which is why was my vision for the Black Pound Report mm-hmm. was, I think I need to explain to these businesses that what they're missing out on yeah, um, in a sense of, expense mm-hmm. and also habits and behaviours because when they have that understanding mm-hmm. they can then Ian start to create the right types of products Yeah, you know deliver the right type of service mm-hmm. understand a bit more about that individual who are they who's this person you know walking into our store or purchasing a, you know one of our products yeah. online offline you need to have clear information about who you're communicating with mm-hmm. and so there's been a massive untapped oversight opportunity so yes let's talk figures figures is a good place for us yeah. to start yeah and, mm-hmm. and look i mean it's only a market that's going to grow yeah you know if you take the demographic profile of the oh, country yeah. and where things are going mm-hmm. yeah those numbers are, are only going to get more and more i mean there's one thing and again this is just from an outside sort of a yeah, impression good. so i mean it doesn't necessarily mean sort of it's right it might be wrong I think the the impression I get from a lot of advertisers in terms of how sort of of people view the market mm-hmm. is that actually when they look at look at the market, they tend to associate in terms of the demographics by wealth. Yeah, they tend to have let's say a stereotypical view that maybe these consumers are not as wealthy. Yeah, you know, as okay. the average of the population and so forth. Yeah, and I mean just for you know, personal experience and uh, and you look around so that you you know that's very much m- not the case mm-hmm. yeah it, do you think that's a fair comment that essentially I think it's a fair yeah. comment because um I won't say who but um an agency um contacted me the other day mm-hmm. wanting access to the data and of course I'm, inqu- I'm quest- inquiring you know what we use the data for yeah. what type of challenges do you um do you come up with in your business and there was a a car manufacturer mm-hmm. that said um, they didn't feel, they said directly felt very confident to say to that organisation, this particular audience, I just don't think they have any money to invest. Mm-hmm. They're not right for our brand. So that's what they said. Yeah. And um, that's why they came to us. Now, um, that can be the case where there's a misunderstanding, like you said, about wealth, because yeah. if you're creating a product, so say, for example, we're talking about the luxury market, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a higher penetration of investment and income to afford that particular service mm-hmm. or brand. Now, at the uh, marketeer level or in a boardroom level, decision-making mm-hmm. level, who's ever designing this, you know, creative um, innovation stage, if they haven't got knowledge and expertise on the audience, on the multicultural black Asian mixed heritage mm-hmm. audience and I don't know anything about them the earning capacity or how they spend where they spend what they like what they dislike they will not include them but that's terrible because mm-hmm. you know if you think about the disposable income of this was when it was 18, 18 let's say talk about 18% of the population is this is after this you know everything you've paid for is 4.5 billion mm-hmm. 4.5 billion let's say it was 18% of the population 
in mm -hmm. the United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you think about what are the things where automatically where the money's going, mm -hmm. you know, what products are they buying? What brands are they investing in? Mm -hmm. That is a lot of spend. I've already said to you that, for example, beauty, where it began with me. Yeah. Um, £230 million pounds a month mm -hmm. the um, is spent mm -hmm. on health and beauty. That is a lot yeah. of money. You know, recently, I know I, I can actually mention this, Tom Ford, um, through one of the agencies, they used our data to create a product and a service that was aimed at, say, the multi-ethnic mm -hmm. um, consumer. I'll say the word multi-ethnic because that does include black, Asian and mixed heritage yep. moving forward. So with the multi-ethnic consumer, Tom Ford accessed the data so they could actually create a product and service because I'm not too sure if it's much about that. It could have obviously involved the ingredients like what's in that brand, mm -hmm. making sure that um, it's nothing that's going to have a bad effect on the multi-ethnic consumer mm -hmm. but not only that and how do you communicate to make sure it's really authentic and not stereotypical because mm -hmm. that's what can happen You've, we've seen plenty of adverts where you know that conversation was not at R&D level research and development level right okay it wasn't that's interesting. that's interesting okay yeah because if it was that product would not have left the shop floor. They would have not, not left a, the sorry okay. the creative floor. We're talking about a product and service that's going to go out to the public. Mm -hmm. So you have to have a bit more of a microscopic view at that decision before it goes out. Yeah, you know when those decisions stop brands penetrating and getting economic. Um, you know, basically impacting mm -hmm. their bottom line. You know. We have an audience. We know about the moral objective. We want to see more inclusion, of mm -hmm. course. We want to see better opportunities. We want to see social economic advancement. Yes. But also what we do need to educate brands and advertisers is that this audience does have money to spend. They yeah. want to buy products. They want to buy services, mm -hmm. access services. Access, access, access. And the money is there. Mm -hmm. And I know we're entering into a time where we're looking at the economy, mm -hmm. we're looking at spending, we will see people maybe, you know, being a bit more conscious about yeah. where they're spending. But just because the economy is changing, people will still spend. Yeah. And, That's and not changing. No, 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 absolutely. And it, there's, a, there's a couple of things I actually want to sort of uh, yes. come back on and just on what you said. Uh -huh. I'm going to start off with... Businesses at the end day want to make money. Of course. From what you've just said, I think one of the 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 sort of one of the major issues, and you you see it also as well. I think with with sort of elements of class here as well, mm. is that the people who, as it were, make the decisions. It's not as though it, it's a deliberate yeah. sort of, of ignoring the issue. Mm -hmm. It's more that they just don't know, oh, yeah. and it, it doesn't really come into their. Come into their heads. Thinking. <laughs> yeah, thinking. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and yeah. you know, for organisations, how do you help organisations, actually businesses, say, well, look, yeah, this is, you do realise in terms of the size of the market, mm -hmm. you do realise in terms of what you're doing. Yeah. Sort of, do you find sort of, of how are businesses when you actually give that message to them? Yeah, they're amazed. Yeah. I, I can't mention the brand. Um, we did speak about it earlier, but it's, it's a very... It's a household name. Let's yeah. Put it that way. Okay. And we had a conversation, and what I loved is actually the brands are now coming directly to Backlight. Right. Okay. So um, yeah. you know, I know that a lot. 
in history, history tells the story that they work with agencies, but some of the brands are approaching backlight directly. And because we build good relationships, mm-hmm. with good relationships, you can just put your shoulders back and ask a question. Yeah. Which is what need, that space is important where somebody can ask a question. And I said, look, tell me, what is it that you want? And mm-hmm. they said, you know, we understand. We've heard about the Black Pound Report. Mm-hmm. We've seen, you know, all the all the information that's out there, but we still need to understand more. Mm-hmm. And I said, but ultimately, what do you want? We want to access this consumer and, of course, Give them particular service, but we actually want to impact our bottom line. Yeah, I said thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank I you. Say, yeah. I prefer that. <laughs> Be honest with me, because in doing that, in when a bi- business is about business, it's not mm. charity. You know, the, the work the work that I yeah. do is not charitable business. It's um, it's economic empowerment for society. Yeah. So that's why I will never give up on this because Mm -hmm. it's an opportunity to make a difference to the society that we live in, Mm -hmm. you know, because when the economy is growing, the people do well, hopefully. Um, So this brand wanted to know and understand what is the spending power Mm -hmm. of the multi-ethnic consumer? How do we speak to them? Mm -hmm. Because we're a little bit nervous. We don't want to make the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. And I just said, we've made a good start yeah. by coming here because we won't steer you wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and um, we can have that honest conversation. I can understand what your aims and objectives are. I can actually spot when you're about to make a huge, massive mistake. Yeah. And But most importantly, I love those opportunities because it gives me the opportunity to speak directly to the brand mm-hmm. at R&D level about have you, when you're creating this product, have you asked this question? Yeah. Have you thought about the multi-ethnic consumer or are you thinking about the general population? Yeah. Because that is the problem. Mm-hmm. Things are just happening really fast. Mm-hmm. So decision makers will just maybe make a big decision based on the general population. So, yeah. you know, going back to your question when you said, look, you know, is it an oversight? Are they thinking? What is it? Mm-hmm. And quite, quite honestly, it, it is such a, it's such a nuanced question in a sense yeah. because I'm not inside someone's head, but I can only speak about the results mm-hmm. that I see and the, from the conversations, Ian, that, that we have or the feedback we get from brands or, mm-hmm. you know, the people out there, um, consumers who contact me at us back like, every day of the week to let us know about their experiences, which is great because we have hot of the press data and understanding mm-hmm. of what's happening. But what needs to happen more is the decision makers in brands, number one, do need to understand that this is a market that's still untapped Mm -hmm. in 2023. Yeah. They do need to understand that not to feel afraid, just come forward, Mm -hmm. you know, ask ask the right questions, think about it, or just ask the same questions that you will put together when attracting or communicating to the general population. Put those very same questions and look into the multi-ethnic consumer because I could give you a whole load of amazing statistics. I mean, when I found them, Mm -hmm. Ian, I was like, wow. You know, when I had the 230 million, I said, is that a year? They said, no, that is a month. That is how much is being spent a month just on health and beauty. And then we think about travel Mm -hmm. and then we think about the media, the media consumption, Mm -hmm. where spend is going there, you know, and everything like that. But the financial um, statistics that we found, I I thought were incredible. 
Um, I can, I'm going to stop here because there's so much to no, <laughs> no, say. No, 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 Look, this yeah. is absolutely great. But yes. I, I mean, it's, it's an interesting point. It comes back to what you said before about the sort of the luxury car manufacturers yes. said they didn't think the money was in the market. Yes, uh, correct. And so forth. And usually, going back to his point about decision makers, mm-hmm. often those decision makers are, are further up the chain. They're actually in the they're actually in the boardroom. Yeah. From what you from what you've said, it sort of goes back to something we, we we've just discussed before. I think you know most well you would hope most companies understand in terms of the moral aspect. Yeah. Where essentially the education perhaps hasn't gone through mm-hmm. is in the economic. Yeah. Sort of of. of aspect Mm -hmm. and i think what would be the message that you would give to boards ceos cfos when they're thinking about sort of of what do you think they need to do yeah when it comes to the potential of this market Wow, that is such a. My brain goes into a spiral. <laughs> my brain goes into a spiral. My brain goes into a spiral. That when you ask those questions, number one, I'm thinking, you know, from relationship, everything comes in, you know, yeah. and trust is. I mean, trust is every year. Every year is the year of trust, but the um, the decision makers need to have. When I say need, I would like them to have a desire mm-hmm. to be interested mm-hmm. in this audience for mm-hmm. their business and to see the benefits that happen mm-hmm. when they do. Okay, so I'll give one story which will add to this. If you think about Rihanna yeah. and Louis Vuitton, mm-hmm. not many people, are, I think mo- maybe more people know now, but in the beginning, when the Fenty Beauty brand mm-hmm. um, came into the market, not everybody realised that Louis Vuitton were behind that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, just, they thought it was... Um, mainly Vienna, but it's okay. a 50-50% share mm-hmm. in the business. But their turnover, you know, I'm telling you the disposable income, it, they made 4.5 billion in the first year just yeah, upon that. So you, okay, do you see? It's pretty incredible. It's in, yeah. It is incredible and it's growing year mm-hmm. upon year, and It's not decreasing. Mm-hmm. Whatever the market's saying, it's not decreasing. That's an example. And also Louis Vuitton recently they took they recently um employed Pharrell, you mm-hmm. know, into their yeah. menswear. So why do they do that? Is because they understand number one, appointing him, mm-hmm. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested. So many other people of um black and brown people across the world mm-hmm. interested in that decision. Mm-hmm. You know, Pharrell's got um a big responsibility there. However, it puts us more towards that brand. Yeah. You know, and we know that, okay, so he's there, you know. Um they've partnered with uh Rihanna. Uh, there was a gentleman that's recently passed away, my his name's just forgotten me, but they they've got history. Yeah. For, and they know that it's not just been a fly by night decision Mm -hmm. there's been research there's been relationship so what i would say to them is look at some of the brands Mm -hmm. and the businesses that have taken this direction Mm -hmm. and look at the results Mm -hmm. because results speak louder than words and um if you want to any business out there that wants to impact their bottom line it's imperative that you look at this growing population audience Mm -hmm. you know because within europe within the united kingdom within the states this is where the opportunity and actually around the world but the the areas i've meant the countries i've just mentioned are major opportunities for growth Mm -hmm. to overlook this audience will be at the detriment of that business because 
maybe they don't see that now yeah but later on they will be left behind yeah they will, they will be left behind ultimately and of course they will always have their audience mm -hmm. that's probably not going to go but then the consumer these days they're very from all backgrounds actually a lot more conscious mm -hmm. they're a lot more informed mm -hmm. they want to make sure that and they're aware that every decision that they make in is an investment. Yeah. You know, from where you buy your coffee to yeah. where you buy your clothes, whatever, you know, for wh whoever you're deciding to bank with. Yeah. Everything is an investment choice. Mm -hmm. Everything. It's not just a spend because, you know, advertising will take you to spend, but it's actually when you understand that what your decision you're making is an investment, mm -hmm. you'll make wiser, make wiser decisions. But with the brands, my big dream was I would love to have a conversation with most of them, have mm -hmm. round tables with them, build conversations with them, give them the consultations, yeah. you know, and put them in a space where, you know, it's a safe space to ask me any question that, yeah. that they like, you know, or even talk to me about their limit, their, maybe their limiting viewpoints on how they mm -hmm. see this audience mm -hmm. and then I can then we can work together collaboratively it's not dictate it's not a, in a dictation yeah it's about let's work together collaboratively because I really want to create more economic empowerment and advancement for all for us all because mm -hmm. I want to make it a win-win yeah now obviously yeah. obviously society's always we've always had this issue in society of you know the rich getting richer and mm -hmm. maybe the poor getting poorer you know and then we've got this middle class yeah. um, element and so on and so forth but I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't believe in what I was doing doesn't and I said sometimes I just think oh it's taking too long but doesn't mean we'll give up and I'm beginning to see that brands are changing but there still needs to be more movement and you said about yeah. the boardroom Ian in the boardroom we need to have people that look like me mm -hmm. you know who who are black or brown, different intersectionalities, you know, not a straight yeah. vision of, you know, it has to be a female at this particular age or so on and so forth. You have to be very open mm -hmm. about who's coming with that knowledge and expertise. They might not be the package that you expect them yeah. to um to expect them to be. I have been in spaces when speaking about the Black Pan report. Mm -hmm. And I've, as I'm speaking to you, you can hear me, understand me clearly. Yeah. Right. And I would say something and I'd see somebody look at me and say, she's, she, she's speaking a different language or something, yeah. you know, and I'll be honest with you. And my team member, Tim, um, who works, who helped me, he's a, he has to call himself the confident gay man. White confident gay man. My ally supports me. Yeah. And I'd, I'd WhatsApp him and say, Tim, say exactly what I've just said yeah. but say this and let's just see the reaction yeah and they'll completely understand what to yeah, say different. so what I, you could call that a number of different yeah. things but what I would say is sometimes people are only used to communicate with the people they're used to seeing yeah so just, I, I, look absolutely yeah. mm -hmm. you, you, and I think that goes in so many different yeah. different ways as well mm -hmm. it, it, it's a yeah. always remember I mean uh, and, and this is where I think is important for advertisers as well think box which yeah. is the TV industry. They did yeah. a report last November that mm. looked to the media habits of, of people who work in the media industry mm -hmm. against the general population. Mm -hmm. It's like chalk and cheese. Yeah, and the whole thing. And the simple fact, and I, I've seen this before, and it's sort of investors are also the same as well. You know, you tend to think that everyone is like you, yeah. right? That everyone has got the same habits as you and everyone behaves like you. And that is simply... Mm -hmm. Not the not the case no on things, but but that is the natural inclination. And again, it's not necessarily a 
it's not coming from a malign standpoint. It's just co- coming from, I think a lot of people just take shortcuts in terms of their, their, their views of the world. Yeah. And very much sort of say, everyone must think the same way that I do. Everyone must be like me as well. And that's the I case. Agree. And it's an important point about the sort of boards in terms of the need to actually yeah. get away from that one size fits all. It, you have to get away from that one size fits all. And you have to have diversity in that boardroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, it's boring without it, personally, mm-hmm. you know. And the fact is, like you say, not everybody's going to agree, you know. Yeah. And so the space needs to be set up for a different way of thinking. Diversity mm-hmm. of thought is allowed to enter the boardroom, um, not just by thoughts, but by actual people actually in that space mm-hmm. and of course you know we're, we're everyone everything the society is fast decisions yeah. so on I, I get that however there's a time you actually do need to pace yourself mm-hmm. especially when you're about to invest your direction into this audience and i know there's fear of will we make a return yeah Will we make a return on our investment if we give um, our advertising spend Mm -hmm. to these advertising agencies and these advertising agencies will then distribute where they will spend? You know, which newspaper will they spend with, which radio station, which billboard will they be on? All of that is disseminated that particular way. Um, For example, if you think about billboards, the majority of them are in English, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I think how many dialects, I think if the number is increasing, the number of 52 dialects plus are spoken in the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. different languages and so on and so forth. You just have to walk along the high street just to see the eclectic mix that we have, especially when you're in London. Mm. But it's like that in Bristol, Manchester, Birmingham, yeah. um, and even, even further out to the rural places, but mm-hmm. the concentrated cities that I've spoken about. Wouldn't it be amazing if you just saw... Um, a, a billboard outside, you know, imagine, and it had different languages on there. You'd be speaking, and straight away, you'd just see yourself in it because who wants to be alienated yeah. from an experience? You know, um, economics, if you strip it back down to it's the most simplistic, it's, you know, what inspired me to wear this mm-hmm. bright shirt, this shirt that I've got on today? Yeah. What feeling did I want when I bought it? You know, was I buying it because I needed it? Was it, a, what emote, what emotion was it um, speaking to me? And that's, you have to access mm-hmm. your consumer's emotions and feelings and you want them to feel like, I need that product, I need that service mm-hmm. and it's going to benefit my life. You know, so the worst thing is, is to go into experience mm-hmm. and feel like, you're not welcome or your heart, you know, that you've got all this money yeah. that you want to spend, you know, you've worked really hard and you want to use it. But nobody, but no, not that nobody wants it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, I you know what I mean yeah. in terms of the whole... Yeah. The, I can't get it. I, I, for me, my brain just wakes up every morning and says, oh, wow, I'm having this conversation about an audience yeah. that have got money and they want a service. You know, as I said, it's funny. I mean, like, there's, there's, without going into the yeah. huge details of it, I mean, I, I sit yeah. on... Um, on the board of an organisation. I mean, it's community focused. Yeah. And again, we deal with a, you know, it's a community group and it deals with sort of, of yeah, inner London, which has got a very multi-ethnic population. Yeah. Um, but I remember asking, well, well do, do we actually do any sort of materials in yeah. in other languages? Yeah. And again, I, I you know, the, the the answer was no. And again, that wasn't coming from a point of view. It, it, yeah, it, it, it's saying me. the same message again. Okay. It's not coming from a point. It's a point of education, I think. Okay. That people just don't get in terms of yeah. 
how it's perceived, yes, the potential monetary opportunity uh-huh. that is very much there mm. on things. And there's also as well, I mean, there's one, touched also as well on another point. What's the feedback that you actually get oh. from consumers when they're, yeah. What do, in terms of the, 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 the sort of people who come to you, yeah. how do they feel? When they mm-hmm. see adverts, what do they tell you okay, about yes. what they'd like to see? Okay, yeah, of course, that's a really good question. You said so many things. Okay, well, I was going to keep it focused. Yeah. So with regards, can I just quickly go back to your point? You mentioned that community uh, organisation yeah. that you're working with. The question might not be asked. Again, so you, I think, were you on a board there, did you say? Yeah. So on the board, I don't know how many people were on that board, but did anybody look like me that was on that board? Uh, anyone look like you? No. Okay. So it's understandable. Imagine <laughs> I've got yeah. a company and everyone in the company is from Afro-Caribbean background yeah. and we're all sitting there creating a product and service and we want it to go to penetrate all the market. Yeah. But all, everybody in that room um, is from, uh, like I said, from black heritage. Uh, then we're all going to have spine spots, without a doubt. Yeah. We will have blind spots. Yeah. Each and every one of us has. You know, that's why, and like you said, the, we've got this huge, we've got this million year old brain or however many years old this brain is, it goes straight to, result, 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 result. Yeah. You know, it's channel vision. But um, at the same time, that is why when we have diversity around us, it challenges the way we think. Mm-hmm. And straight away, I say, you know, Ian, have you thought of this? Oh my gosh, no, I didn't know. I wasn't even, my gosh, it wasn't even, I wasn't even trying to exclude or anything. I just literally didn't think. I just thinking about what mm-hmm. I know, my reflection decision that's often yeah. what's happening daily yeah i, I totally agree yeah. with that so that's why yeah. as you th- we're thinking what is the solution okay because we yeah. can talk about problems all day long what's the solution the solution is that we do businesses like mine like back like we do need to be able to have these uh, wonderful conversations with these brands with mm-hmm. the agencies to let them know about this uh, the opportunity and it's not just a one-time conversation ian mm-hmm. because it has to happen consistently mm-hmm. because we will forget and be on to the next thing because there's so much to be getting on with yeah. you know for the person that feels isolated or excluded from that um from the uh, from the service from the economic empowerment or spend that's a different story because it's on their mind every single day Mm -hmm. but it might not be on the mind of the person that's in the boardroom forming decisions and creating strategies for the business every day Mm -hmm. but with regards to the daily emails that i get for example a brand contacted me the other day and they said to me we really want to get onto um well, I can say it actually. Get on to say Tesco's yeah. um, supply chain. Mm-hmm. They said we're a black-owned business, mm-hmm. and we want to get onto the supply chain, mm-hmm. and um, we're not being given the opportunities. And their particular feedback was, which is can be an issue, is that some of the businesses that provide say products and services for I say um, multi-ethnic mm-hmm. consumers maybe from um, their background may not be uh, from you know black origin yeah. but they're getting the opportunity this is why we need diverse supply chains mm-hmm. you know to ensure that everybody has an opportunity yeah, yeah? because I'm not against um, support mm-hmm. because that's what we need mm, yeah okay and obviously I want to see a black owned business an Asian owned business all multicultural businesses have an opportunity to be on the supply chain mm-hmm. so therefore it goes back into the community 
that's really important yeah. so a typical consumers will say to me I, I can believe I spoke to a Gen Z I, can, I feel like Gen Z, label them Gen Z but when she um, spoke to me about some of the challenges that mm-hmm. she was facing it was similar to what I, I said I don't expect you to be going through this because this is what I experienced 20 yeah. something years ago I, I'm hoping for a change for you they said yeah there is change but we still have to deal with this mm-hmm. situation but I think what the biggest thing is I would say that consumers come to me about is um, number one they even get surprised how much they spend they know they spend a lot yeah but to actually have a report that actually is done all the work mm-hmm. you know we worked with Opinium a respected research agency um, to work alongside us mm-hmm. that makes a difference because when I first did the report um, I know ear on the ground some people would say can we really trust it though yeah okay but um, it was really great working if I'm okay to mention the people that supported yeah um, support us we worked with um, News yeah um, Times I worked with um, Channel Four, yeah. IPA Institute of Practitioners of Advertising. I wanted to consult everything mm-hmm. to make sure that it was really understood. To put ex- so much work, yeah, it, you know, such a huge team. It was a huge mm-hmm. team, over twenty of us at one point creating the Black Pound report. It was yeah, not. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a small project. I suppose for me, um, it, for me that was. I thought that was quite a big team to be on one research project. Yeah. But um, research. So re- so consumers get excited by the spend and it gives them a certain air of confidence mm-hmm. um, to think about right actually I am an investor you know I am an investor mm-hmm. right I'm going to be thinking really carefully about how I spend and who I spend mm-hmm. with because if they're not speaking to me they're not getting my money simple as that yeah. you know and then that that is what makes brands step forward to go actually we're missing out we need, and we need to spend yeah. Yeah. Do you see what and I mean? That, and it all comes down to this. Yes. It does come down to Because yeah. whether we like it or not, some people are really scared, actually, and I'm really glad we're talking about this today, to talk about the economic part. Mm-hmm. Because you can't talk about the moral part if we don't talk about the economic part. Mm-hmm. Because, say, for example, when we're talking about charity, mm-hmm. it's a ethereal feeling and emotion. You're investing in a charity mm-hmm. and you might, you know, if you see somebody, you might sign up for, you know, see somebody canvassing, you might give them some money or sign up or yeah. so on and so forth. But diversity is not charity. You True. know? And, it, it, and, you know, in a way, yeah, it is also as well, in a way, there's a question mark over, quite frankly, you know, is it patronising? Yeah. And, that, and yeah, that's the other element yes. of it as well. Yeah. Is it essentially that if you think you as a business, yeah. if you're only doing it, if you, you're perceiving that essentially you are yes. doing this because you think it is what you should do, but you're not thinking about the economic yes. side of things, yeah. then you're missing half the person, possibly more than yes. half the person. Completely. Because if you're just feeling all, all that, just, and say just, I just don't put the word just yeah. in a word of say altruistic, it's a feeling, an emotion, feel good. But then, then comes back down to, as you were talking about, and mm. we've been discussing, the everyday focus. Biggest businesses need to survive, they need to grow, they need to have income mm-hmm. to, stay relevant, to stay relevant so they can serve whoever their consumer is. And so to miss out on the multi-ethnic consumer is... is uh, I can't even find the well, word. Economically, it doesn't make sense. It does economically, yeah. thank you. Yeah. It does not make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could give you stats upon stats upon stats, and that, and I know that data mm-hmm. informs decisions. Yeah, data informs decisions. It t- informs, you know, business making decisions where they 
can put a stake in the ground and go, we are going off in this direction. This is what we're going to do and we're going to do everything to make sure that we get a return on our investment. You know, yeah. you can expand the wealth. You can you know, so into say the Voice newspaper, or you know, all these different, all these uh, multicultural channels, mm-hmm. as well as the mainstream ones. Yeah, you know, you put some spend, and you will see a result. Because for me, if I see a consumer, if not if, when mm-hmm. I see a consumer serving me, most of the time they're for life. If I think about growing up yeah. and where my mum used to shop, am I allowed just to mention that like, my mum used to shop in Sainsbury's, yeah, right? Where so where, yeah. where, 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 my mum used to shop in Sainsbury's, so yeah. where do I shop now? Yeah, obviously I shop at other places, yeah. but it becomes like a family, because family brand, brands are like family brands, exactly. Yeah. Brands are passed down to the family. Mm-hmm. They have longevity. They have long, they have life, you know? Yeah. Obviously now Sainsbury's has changed a bit more now and so, so is Tesco's. They've got the whole food, uh, the whole food aisles, blah, blah, blah. But um, then I, sometimes I walk down the whole food aisle I'm thinking, why is this particular rice packet sitting on the whole food aisle when it can't, why can't it just, because we need more integration, yeah. you know? But, you know, whatever it is, as long as it's, it's out there, mm-hmm. it's the most important thing. But I'm always thinking about how can we improve things? Yeah. That's just my mind. How can we make it, um, it, how can we make it even more, how can we make it better? You know, so if I walk into a make, if I walk into a makeup store and I look at makeup and I see that if, sometimes it might be created yeah. that you might see, a particular product for black and brown people in one area, mm-hmm. but why not just why not? You know, yeah, do you understand what yeah. I mean? But as long as it's there, but that's just me taking it to the next yeah. level. That you know, uh, that's me thinking way foot forward to brands who are not maybe just there there yet. I mean, brands want to grow. I feel like I'm repeating myself. They need to make money. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity, and then of course they can also do the right thing morally as well. Yeah, because they can recruit, recruit diverse teams to broaden their thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, to um, put a, put a spotlight on maybe limited views or blind spots, which we mm-hmm. all have. Illuminate it, bring light to it, have this conversation. Now I'm making it sound very simple, but this comes with working with organizations you know agencies like ourselves other agencies that are out there that mm-hmm. work in data you know they have to have the data number yeah. one and they have to have the confidence in the agency that they recruit to make sure that they're getting trusted information because obviously they're making yeah. choices here and i know they feel nervous and i know there's um a conversation of how do we how do we move forward how do we have this conversation yeah. they feel awkward you know yeah no I, look i think that's yeah i think again <laughs> sort of i think with a lot of this stuff it's not necessarily coming from a line yeah. place yeah it's coming from a place of mm. ignorance is maybe too strong a word or maybe it is, the <laughs> is it? but well yeah, 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 yeah let's yeah, use yeah, that yeah. ignorance and awkwardness yeah you know at the end of the day yeah that people don't necessarily know how to approach yeah. the conversation and how to start it off as well we've gone through a huge amount of of topics so it's been great and I think mm. you know one of the key things we can take away from this is essentially there's a hell of a lot in terms of information and data that you have that mm-hmm. I think for advertisers yeah. advertisers and agencies yeah. would be extremely useful sort of in terms of this market yes if you had to give three takeaways for sort of, of companies and up to the board level mm-hmm. what they should be doing yeah in terms of the market what would you say wow okay Number one, I would say, of course, access. Come and speak to us about the Black Power Report. We've 
done the work it's the most comprehensive survey that's ever been done in the united kingdom um and we will have honest not Mm fear-based honest consultations and conversations with you to help you understand this audience Mm -hmm. you know no question is a silly question we want to have those relationships with you so we can help you create a service and actually you will do it in in doing so they will have the economic they'll impact their bottom line and also they can also work morally as well because the two go hand in hand actually you know when you do that then I would say that if they are most of the time which they do 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 some form of um, study Mm -hmm. into the consumer I would say ensure that when you're doing your research that you definitely explore ethnicity but not ethnicity in its only right obviously nuanced of all you know the mm-hmm. intersectionalities is really important because Ian you know in research ethnicity is not a prerequisite mm-hmm. at all and that's a big problem which means that when decisions are being made they're made on the preempt of um, the national the, you know the national population. yeah you yeah. know and uh, so basically have that cultural lens mm-hmm. I would say number two is probably have that cultural lens in everything that you do okay. from research and development stages mm-hmm. you know and if you probably you're not going to have all the answers internally mm-hmm. that's why collaboration is key it's powerful yeah. you know if I um, when we're working with brands and working with agencies or the opportunity to have this discussion today people will listen and they go away and think a bit more differently. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll reach out to us or even if they don't reach out to us, they begin to do something differently. Yeah. You know, Ian, in their business and what they're doing. In a way that comes back to me already and the people and the consumers and the individuals and employees that Backlight serves because we are a multifaceted organisation. We serve the consumer, the employee, the brand and the agency, mm-hmm. you know. So we need good relationships with all because yeah. we can help them with that. And then... My last thing would say is, really, all what this conversation's been about, yeah. is that if you want to increase your bottom line, yeah. <laughs> what do you think you should yeah. be doing? You know, what do you think you need to be doing? Yeah. And in, some people might think, oh gosh, actually, I think people have been thinking about this, but they've been scared to have this conversation yeah. about the um, the bottom line. But if that's and it's not, it's not a sellout, you know. And I won't be for everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this. Conversations for the majority mm-hmm. is is for growth. Who doesn't want to improve their bottom line? Yeah. Who doesn't? What business wakes up in the morning? What owner of a business wakes up to say, "I don't care about you know how much money we make today." Mm-hmm. They do, you know. And with that decision yeah. comes with a strategizing across a lot of different things: the people you employ, mm-hmm. the research ideas, the data that you use. But just you know. You yeah. see what I mean? But in the beginning, if you want to make a profit for your business, you cannot ignore diverse people. Yeah. Perfect. I yeah. think that is that is the perfect way to end. Okay. Yeah. Making money. Yeah, yeah making money. <laughs> making money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I should be really attracted yeah. to all these businesses because I'm helping to make money. Yeah, they should exactly. be banging my that door down. Be... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lydia, that is you. absolutely superb. Thanks Thank very you so much. much. For, and thanks for taking the time as well. Oh, it's been that been amazing. Great. Thank you. Ian. No, Thank not you. at all. Thank you. Superb. Thank you. Thank you. If there is anything you would like to ask us or hear more about, you can find us on LinkedIn. Or check out the Digital Changemakers Hub. We hope you enjoyed listening. And wherever you get your podcasts, don't forget to subscribe, like and share.